This episode is brought to you by RLD Group. On a mission to reboot leadership drive, eradicate burnout in tech, and help transform technical experts lacking people leadership skills from being a company's biggest liability into their greatest asset. On this episode of Control-Alt-Delete with Lisa Dury. If your career doesn't change, how can you position interests in a place in your life to where your career doesn't take all of your time, you still have an opportunity to engage in your passions, to engage in your hobbies, to engage in your interests. So my first step when I was a young, successful sales rep was creating space to try lots of things. Leaders in tech are burning out at an absurd rate. Control-Alt-Delete with Lisa Dury is a no BS conversation with a female executive who spent over 25 years in Silicon Valley. If you're suffering from the always on, never good enough, we'll replace you today machine called the tech space. This show will help you reboot your leadership drive. Here's Lisa. Are you feeling overwhelmed, tired, feeling like this is never going to end, that life is just too heavy, too many decisions, so much obligation? If you're feeling any of that right now, do I have a gift for you today? If you want to go from that to feeling fulfilled, and have a sense of well-being, you want to listen in today because Jeremy Reisig, aka Brother James, is here with me today. And I'm so, I don't even know how to talk about how excited I am without people running away with my enthusiasm. <laughs> Welcome, Jeremy. I'm so thrilled you're here on Control Delete. I am grateful to be here with you, Lisa. Mm. I'm so excited for what we're going to create together. I know, right? So I have to yeah. be honest with anyone listening in. You know, we we have a very small window before we start recording. And we were really just talking about how do we want to feel when we're done? What do we want to do? You know, what kind of experience do we want to create? And we want really to leave everyone who listens in some practical, tangible tips for fulfillment and well-being. And so that's our conversation today. And I need to tell you why it's important that we're having this conversation with Jeremy. I met him about a year ago when I was given a tremendous opportunity to facilitate a very important workshop for one of the um, tech companies we support. And I knew I needed to do it differently. And I had I had heard of this group called Exchange. And Exchange is an amazing organization that Jeremy's part of. And he was the person I got to talk to to learn more. And I have to tell you, when you think about this hybrid work world we're in, where we don't really get to meet people in person, you know, I didn't show up at an office and have an official meeting. I hopped in a Zoom. And here's this man with like such awesome vibe, cool energy. He's got his guitar. He's got like his iPad. And I'm like, am I in a music studio right now? And he's like, well, this is how I work. And I thought, well, I want to know more. So long story short, he walked me through the exchange approach, explained to me what I could do for our clients real time in that moment, even though I wasn't a member yet, just poured everything into me as a human being. And we connected so many amazing parts that I just had to be a part of Exchange. So now, I mean, if I introduce you, you're the, you know, the admissions director of Exchange, which I never felt I was in an admissions office. I felt I was literally in a connection office. And you do some amazing work facilitating and unlocking heads and hearts at speed and scale. You're a musician. You there's so much to you, Jeremy, that I I don't even know how to introduce you as far as what you do. I'd like to introduce as, as who you are, my experience of you. And that is someone who is very in tune with the magic of energy, who completely understands the power of music and healing, who brings your heart into everything you do. I mean, on every conversation and every communication, um, who leads large groups to unlock their collective wisdom 
and, you know, who believes in giving back and making the world better than the way you found it. And so, I, I mean, there's nobody better to have this conversation with today when we talk about fulfillment and well-being because, well, when I'm around you, I feel better and I feel, you know, my well-being is in, in a better place. And so, I'd love to share you with our listeners today. I'll share away. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, let's talk technical for a second. What should people know about you as far as who you are and what you bring to the world? I've talked about what it's like being with you, but what's your why? Like, why do you do what you do? And, you know, what is it that you do? If you could even put it into words. What I try and do is I try to be a good vibe technician. I don't always succeed. However, I do strive to be a good vibe technician. And that's not just in every present moment. I'm trying to create a source of good energy. And that doesn't mean I'm always trying to tr create positive energy. It means that I'm trying to create a momentum for good things to happen for myself and for others in the present moment and into the future. Sometimes mm. we can show up in the present and we show up for the present and it's in the name of the future we could create. So I'm always trying to balance being a good vibe technician in the present moment and also looking into the future to understand the, the ripples that'll be created by the way I'm showing up in, in each moment in time. And so part of my why is I just want to be a force for good on planet Earth. You know, I have to say that is not a small why, my friend. That's a massive why. When I think about the leaders in tech who go into tech because they want to work on really cool things that really make a difference in our world. I mean, I even think of the, the phone. We were talking about Google Voice earlier, like all of the different things that have happened. It gets lost sometimes for them and myself included, right? Because you get caught in the next tape out and the next layoff or the next acquisition. And, you know, is that guy a better coder than me? Or is, is she going to get the role versus the person I want to? And there's all of the um, stress and self-doubt that kind of shows up in the land of tech. And to be a good vibe technician and thinking about, you know, how you approach any client engagement, any human engagement, um, what do you have to say about just feeling that always on, never good enough, will replace you tomorrow. Like what can somebody do right now to just, you know, take a moment when mm. they're stuck in that space? What's your recommendation? The It's a framework that you and I were talking about right before we jumped on, which is my recommend, my invitation, if you will, mm -hmm. um, because I'm not you who's on the other side listening to this and I'm not in the same shoes that you're in and your professional or personal life. And there may be many differences between you and me in so many different ways. And we might be on a very similar path. So what I'm gonna share is just an invitation and that goes with really everything I'm sharing during the time here with Lisa. The ability to, to pause, to notice, and then to choose in a moment where you're feeling overwhelmed, in a moment where you're not feeling enough, in a moment where you're feeling stressed, in a moment where you're feeling judged, in a moment where you're feeling self-critical, the ability to pause and to remember that you're not your mind and that your mind is kind of just uh, itself is a human technology that is spinning thoughts, thought after thought after thought after thought after thought. So the ability to pause and not be a victim of the thought, but to pause and then to notice the thoughts and to notice the different types of thoughts. And then maybe even to notice the question that you're asking that is creating the thoughts. And right there is the opportunity to step into a new question. Once you recognize that you might be asking a disempowering question, or maybe you just notice you're not feeling right, in that noticing, when you can ask a question that takes you towards a generative answer, you naturally become more peaceful, you naturally become more calm, more confident, 
and more able to choose your next step with a little bit more patience and a little bit less stress. And so that's a long way of me saying, ask what you're grateful for or Mm. ask, what can I learn right now that will help me in the future? What can I learn about the way that I'm thinking that if I really break it down, I could take this learning and apply it to helping someone else in the future? What is it that I can appreciate about today, about nature, about the food that I have? So there's the power of the question, I think is truly one of our most powerful sources of energy in our lives on a day-to-day basis. And to kind of use that framework, it's you pause and then you notice. And in that noticing, you could ask a question that takes you away from that self-judgment, that feeling of stress, that feeling of overwhelm. And that gives you an opportunity to choose a new reality simply by pausing, noticing, asking a question, and then choosing a new direction. For those of you who are listening and not seeing the smile on my face, I mean, what what was just said is something that, you know, you it can take a lifetime to learn or you can really just take an example for yourself right now to figure that out, right? So I'm just going to, we'll just role play this for a second because it's so, it's so powerful and so simple and we can forget it. And yet we remember it. It's so impactful that, so if I'm writing code and I have to get it to the customer tomorrow and I notice there's all this shitty code, excuse my French, that wasn't supposed to be there, but now I own it and I got to fix it. You know, my thought could be, well, there they go again, screwing me over. Yep. I get the last end of the robbery. You know, you just could go into like victim space, right? And then you get stressed out and angry, or you could do something else. And it's what I'd love to just unpack with you if I, if we could, is the power of the question. So if the question is why me and why do I deserve this? Why do I always get this? You know, here we go again. That's one lens, right? But is there Mm -hmm. another way to look at that, that you would invite people to think about right now? Because I know you're so good at these questions and I'm just curious what shows up for you when I describe that. Well, I think what comes up for me is giving ourselves choices is the opportunity in the moment that you're describing and getting reactive and starting to ask a certain series of questions of why me, why does this always happen? Why did they do this to me? If you can pause just enough before you start to spin a web that empowers those questions to have a very strong answer, because what happens is we ask a question, we gain an answer, And as soon as we start to see that answer, we start to place other chess pieces or other types of structures that just strengthen, I'm just going to call it the downward spiral or a web of negativity or a web of victim, um, Mm -hmm. feeling like a victim. Mm -hmm. Just being curious enough that there could be another way to think about it. That's like the first key. That's like the first thing. And right there in that curiosity is opportunity. And right there, even if you continue, to go down this, the same pattern, little by little, the opportunity gap gets a little bit bigger. So instead of just, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling like this deadline, I'm not going to meet it. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. I feel like I'm, I'm feeling competitive now. I feel as if I'm getting defensive. In that particular moment in time, if you can ask yourself a question of what am I learning? Or again, what can I, it's almost too simple. What can I appreciate right now? Mm-hmm. What's another option? What's another opportunity for me to see this exact moment right now? Like, what's another way I could see this? What can I learn about myself that is useful by feeling these things right now? That particular spot of just being able to pause. And I know I'm saying the same thing as I did before, yeah, because it really is, the, instead of having a specific answer, it's more about 
being curious Mm -hmm. and being curious if there is another way and giving yourself other options that then allows you to truly choose which option will best serve you and others in that moment in time. And this is a, you said it beautifully, it's something that can take forever. It does take forever because every situation every day is different. So every time you pause or notice or change a question, it's not the exact same as it was last time. The person's different. The situation's different. Maybe finances are different. Maybe stakes are higher. The variables are changing, which is requiring us to, even though we're using a similar type of, of skill set or framework, it still requires us to be not lethargic to that and not forget that we have it, but to be really present and to try and our, do our best to, uh, to give ourselves choices. And if you want to go into the sad, if you want to go into the, to the mad, it's not always advantageous to block those feelings with a question that takes you to the positive. There can be some value in learning about yourself when you allow yourself to go there. Just don't get stuck there. Yeah, I appreciate this so much. The, the reason I asked this question and the reason that I think it's just, I think it's life-giving right now that we have this conversation is, you know, budgets are being set and managing budgets through layoffs, right? At the senior leadership level, it's like, well, we just better make the numbers. So who are we getting rid of, right? And then the people doing the work who are like, well, they gave me crap code and I got to go fix it again or it's going to look bad on us. That type of stress and mindset, it's the reactive cycle we're talking about, right? And the invitation for everybody that I would love to give the world that I've learned through working with you and exchange and the amazing leaders that are in there is the power of the question and the question that comes with the pause, right? And so one question that I learned from you all is what matters most right now? And I think I heard that from Dr. Danny Friedland. Dr. Danny Friedland, yeah. Yeah, who I just... I'm inspired by on a daily basis, but what matters most right now, I think goes back to what you're talking about, which is how everything changes. So you constantly have to be checking in. And I was thinking about my first coach I ever had for business. She used to say, simply notice. I'd be like, simply notice? What the hell is that, right? And she would literally, what you're talking about is being present with yourself. Where are you feeling it? What are the thoughts you're having? What are the, what's the story you're telling yourself? And to simply notice that you're in a reaction, reactionary space is a gift in itself. So I'm not here advocating, well, yeah, it all sucks and la-di-da. No, no, no. You know, you still got to get the code out. You still got to get, you know, the tape out to happen. And yet the to regain your own well-being, to regain your own, I'm going to use the word magic because I think that's where it really comes from. Like your soul's magic is in the pause, notice, and choose. And I, I really, I'm very grateful we brought that up um, through this conversation, because I don't think there's a greater gift we could give the world right now than the reminder of this and then the examples, so that we can, the invitation is for everyone to take that three deep breaths, mm. you know, and just pause, notice, and choose. And, you know, there's something that in your intro I didn't talk about that I think I really want to, if I may. And that is from a leadership standpoint, as someone who is a leader in your own life and leading teams and organizations, I mean, you've had two TEDx talks, you've you tour with a band, you've been a solo artist, you know, and you also had a very amazing beginning in your career where you were at the top of your game. And I know the story and I, I'm just curious if we talk about fulfillment for a second, right? And we think about your why as a human being on this planet, you know, why do you go in tech? Why do you do the work you do? And then knowing that you, you're not pausing, noticing and choosing. So it's, it's taking you further from your fulfillment and further from your well-being, 
Um, would you share a little bit of your story and how you came mm-hmm. to realize why this is so important? Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit about my past. It's not something I actually do very often. Mm. It's and for those of you who are meeting me for the first time, one of the one of the great experiences in my life was being getting involved in a company called Cutco Cutlery, which is marketed by a company called Vector Marketing. So if you have any Cutco knives, thank you for your purchase. It's an incredible <laughs> product. I just heard a wonderful story today about a a 90-year-old grandpa who was given a knife to cut open his present. He said, is it Cutco? Because I'm not using anything else. (laughs) So Cutco is such an incredible organization, such an incredible product and Vector Marketing is an incredible organization. I found Vector Marketing when I was 20 years old. I very quickly rose to the top and became uh, one of the top sales reps in the company for many, many years. And during that time, I was very competitive. I was very keep up with the Joneses. I was successful. So I was able to keep up with the Joneses. And what I noticed is that around, and what does keeping up with the Joneses means? It means that if one of my buddies gets a new car, then I should go get a new car. If someone gets a big screen TV, I should get a bigger screen TV. And that in that process, I'll feel more fulfilled because I'm keeping up with those around me societally, which gives me a feeling of success. Very quickly, I realized that there was something missing in that equation in the way that in the fulfillment that I would feel when I would buy a new car or get a big screen TV or win trophies. There was something there that still made me feel like there there could be something more and something more non-material, something more inside of myself, something that that was being pulled. I, I had to push pretty hard to have the success in the sales. But music and entertainment, it just get, it's pulled out of me. Being an entertainer, I should say, like it, it pull, it's pulled out of me. I'd, I'm pulled towards it versus having to like rev myself up to push myself towards a goal. So I'd say the first thing that I noticed about myself was pausing long enough to not care what other people thought as my number one reason for making my decisions about what I wanted to do in my life. And in that pause of just being like, Huh? Should I continue to be a top sales rep and like just make a whole bunch of money? And and again, the opportunity in Vector is incredible. The people are incredible. It's a home. I still feel like I'm home when I go there. I have tremendous friends in Vector that I call upon for advice and friendship and for shared experiences monthly. So this is not about Vector or the or because they are the best of the best. They're world class, which makes the equation even more complicated. Meaning like you've got great friends, you've got great opportunities for earning income, you've you've got resources, you're traveling. So why not feel completely fulfilled in a sense of well-being? Why feel the anxiety and stress? And part of it was that I really believe we're all put here to do something special. We're all put here to do something that is being pulled out of us. And it's our job to pay attention and to tune in and to follow that pull, even if at times it doesn't make sense. And in order to do that, pausing is like the key. So not only in each present moment where you're pausing and finding a new question, for me, I was pausing and looking for new options. So I tried lots of things. I was just looking at a Gary Vee post the other day. And I, I really appreciate Gary Vee's perspective on many things. There are certain things that uh, I think he's a wild character and I still appreciate him being authentic. But the thing he said is, try lots and lots and lots and lots of things that you're interested in to continue to evolve and find your thing because it might change throughout life. 
And even if your career doesn't change, how can you position interests in a place in your life to where your career doesn't take all of your time? You still have an opportunity to engage in your passions, to engage in your hobbies, to engage in your interests. So my first step when I was a young, successful sales rep was creating space to try lots of things. I tried snowboard instructing. I tried going to college. Uh, I tried uh, being on a softball team. I tried lots of things. But the thing that stood out most was if I paused and I journaled, and we can talk about rituals before we're done. I would mm-hmm. love to touch on rituals because I yep. think rituals are such a key part of, of everything that starts to happen later in my life. And in, in for so many people that I respect and love and appreciate and that are the friends and family that I have that are very successful, rituals is really the thing that they lean into that provides them with the structure that creates the ability to be liberated with the success they're able to be able to create. So I tried lots of things when I was in my 20s and music just like pulled my soul It just pulled my soul. And I like put a lid on it. Like I was a drummer when I was younger. I never was really a singer, but I wanted to be a singer, but my voice wasn't that good. I couldn't hit notes. I was out of tune all the time. And really in reality, I had not practiced it enough to hone the skill. And so I never thought of myself as a lead singer. So during my sales and marketing career, I eventually started joining bands Mm -hmm. and like using my sales skills to actually be the thing that got me into the band because I couldn't sing I could sort of drum and play percussion instruments, but my brother was the drummer of these bands that I joined. And I joined kind of like the manager type of skill set who could book more gigs and get more money and more drink tickets and food tickets. And so, but the point is that I, I paused enough and gave myself an opportunity to see options and to actually start to map out options. I think a big opportunity for a sense of well being and a sense of fulfillment is getting clear on our finances, our financial health and understanding our financial health. Cause sometimes we don't know if our, if we're healthy financially or not healthy financially. And because we don't have a clear picture, we don't really know how much space can be created in our lives. We don't know if we can take a break. We don't know if we can take a vacation. We don't know if we can do certain things. So especially if you're an entrepreneur out there running wild, like I was when I was in my mid twenties to early thirties. So along the way of developing a skillful pursuit of my passions was financial intelligence and starting to become more skillful with my budget and understanding how to not go into debt and how to, or at least to go into debt intelligently with a route that I could pay it off if I, if things got really bad. So really trying to be focused in on being somewhat smart as I uh, pursued my passions And then as I pursued more music and more creative ventures, it naturally led me to wondering, well, why am I doing this? Like, what is it about this, this, this pursuit of music and of creativity and of my, of this hobby, of this passion. And I started to really dig into like the six levels of why. And initially it's like, oh, I really like it. And then it's like, oh, it's really fun. I like being seen by other people and being an entertainer. And then I started getting into why I wanted to write the words I wrote. And it was like, wow, I really want to make a big difference in the world that can be felt across the world in a way that empowers people to become more mindful of this experience I've had in my life. And that's when I started to open myself up to a lot of vulnerability. Because when I went from being a percussion player and a successful salesperson to being a lead singer and a solo musician who is now the person singing the songs, writing the songs, I wasn't very good but I knew I had to take a risk. And when you take that risk and you go out and you put yourself out there, 
there's a chance to fail. There's a chance for feedback from people that isn't positive. And there's a chance for you to not feel like you're good enough. And in that place, there's a vulnerability that, that happens where in the vulnerability, back to the pausing and noticing, you learn so much about yourself and you learn how to be strong and how to be resilient. And it's almost like self-inflicted pain mm-hmm. where you're, you're pushing into this uncomfortable space And as I pushed into that place and took chances and sang in front of people, I became stronger uh, in my own ability to continue to want to be a force for good. Because the one response that came back was not that your voice is good and not that these songs are great. People would just say, I really appreciate that you're spreading a positive message, almost like a sign from the universe that was like, Mm -hmm. people just want to hear music that makes them feel like they can be resilient, like they can be courageous, like they can be enough. Like, I just want to listen to music that makes them feel good. And I was like, I can do that. I can write that. And then as a musician, I started to venture into the event space. And I didn't just play clubs and venues and, and shows. The traditional way, I started to get into personal development events. And I was hired and brought in by exchange to do an event at one of their trainings. And when I saw what they were up to, I was like, oh my gosh, this whole idea of designing and facilitating group experiences that unlock the intelligence and the potential and the connection and the, and the generative spirit inside of a group of humans, this is really powerful. And if I can combine this with music and I can go out and become a facilitator and a musician, just imagine the difference I can make in the world in a positive way. And then from there, hundreds or thousands of events since then, both in person and online, bringing in music and being a facilitator and still utilizing, not shutting my door on, on my Cutco skills. I use so many skills I learned when I was tools and strategies that I learned when I was in my early 20s, I still use them every day today. I think sometimes we have a tendency to close doors on chapters of our lives and not borrow what we learned from that chapter and to, to propel it forward or to bring it into the present to propel us forward into the future. So that's a little bit about my story. And I really appreciate you asking and letting me share. It's been a while since I've shared it in that with that depth. So thanks for listening. Oh my gosh. First of all, thank you for sharing because it's such a fascinating story. And like I said, I've known you for a little over a year. I've watched your TED Talks. I've experienced your music. I've experienced your music. I'll say some more about that in a second. The thing that I think the pull through here that I, is so magical in the way that that unfolded was, you know, you had everything you thought you wanted. And you're like, is that all there is? To use my words, not yours. Right. And that usually is where burnout happens. Burnout, they just, well, well, I'm just going to keep giving and giving and giving. And then the fulfillment shrinks and shrinks. And what I heard you share a story about was the continued evolution of you as a human and not letting yourself stay in one lane and then just burn out, but be like, nope, I'm going to answer the call. There's some sort of feeling or knowing there's something else here. And I'm going to, as scared as I am, try it anyway. And then I also heard you say, which is such an, another really great tip for people who are experiencing burnout is you took the best with you. Do you know what I mean? Like you, instead of like, you said, shut the door, I think. Instead of shutting the door on that, it's like, oh no, that can help me here too. So the evolution of you as a human on this planet with your soul, your heart, your head, all of it aligned is just, um, it's a beautiful story, I think, for anyone listening right now to know that you can be an amazing tech leader and a great musician or a baker, right? I have a client right now that has an Instagram account that is off the charts with her baking. And that's what she does for stress management. And she's an amazing tech leader. 
I, I had a CEO I used to work with who's an amazing bass player. What I'm hearing you say in all of this is continuing to pause, notice, and choose to listen to the whispers, the callings, and to make sure that your life is full mm. and not just like one yes. dimensional. Yeah. And you said something so key, which is that you could call that closing of the door an either or. And what I've tried to do is create both ands. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, well, I can still go out and do some of this sales stuff and pay my bills while I go pursue this passion. Now, again, everyone's life is different mm-hmm. and, and we all have different responsibilities financially and with people that count on us. So in my position, I was able to earn through one, one category of life, mm-hmm. but then also take those very same skills of selling and use them to create more opportunities for myself to be a musician. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it was like, a, it was a both and at the same time, even sometimes in the same day. Yeah. I also heard you say something that I really want to make sure it gets highlighted for anyone listening, especially on the verge of burnout. Like, how could I possibly go do a hobby or how could I possibly take on one more thing? I have foggy brain and I'm cynical and grumpy and everything sucks, right? The fact that you didn't figure it out overnight. No. You you don't figure this stuff out overnight. It takes reflection and time. And you had mentioned rituals and I wrote this down. So I'd really like to invite that conversation right now to make sure that it doesn't get lost. Because I mean, I have all kinds of other things, but the fact that you said rituals were a key for people like yourself and others to be successful, I want to make sure that we bring that into the conversation for people right now. So what? let's talk about rituals. What do you want to say about that? How can this help the, the listener today? The first ritual I ever started with in my in my life was exercise. Mm. So ritual number one is physiology. Motion creates emotion. And so physiology, and we all have different ways of working out. I have progressed from the weight room and like a heart, like a gym rat uh, to P90X in my home, to running miles upon miles and trails in the woods to what has now become a, a combination of many things. But I would say the dominant practice is yoga. Mm. And so wherever you're at in your physical fitness journey, there's so many options these days and so many, so many options from home where you can do it from your living room or, or your, um, for us, it's a converted garage into a little gym. So, and I say us, myself and my wife. So rituals, physical, physical fitness. Number two, the second one I added, and I'm going to wrap this up in less than five, in less than five minutes and give you a process that you can tap into immediately. The second thing I did is I heard a quote from Clint Eastwood when he was asked about what made him so successful. He said he made it his job to learn something new every single day. So be a learner because when you learn, it opens up opportunities for new choices and new noticing. So when you, going back to that framework, and I love that we're honoring Dr. Danny and his work around the neuroscience of the brain, of, of the brain which he simplifies into this process of pausing, noticing, and choosing. And so when you pause, what you notice is in some ways a reflection of what you've learned. And so as you continue to be a learner, you open yourself up to noticing more things about yourself, about others, about your work, and about the world. So it brings in new perspectives. So be a learner is another ritual. I love to learn. I wish I had more time to learn. The third one was affirmations. I'll do a quick affirmation for you right now. I'm going to do my, you want me to do my morning affirmations for you right now? Yes, please. Are you kidding? Now I am the voice. I will lead, not follow. I will believe, not doubt. I will create, not destroy. I'm a force for good. I'm a leader. I will defy the odds, set a new standard and step up. 
May my positive thoughts, words, and actions bring blessings to myself and others. May the power of love, peace, and light flow through me. Heal myself, every person and situation I may encounter. May I be loving, kind, generous, gracious, and forgiving towards myself and others. So be it. So it is. It is done. Namaste. The universe's wealth is circling our lives. Our lives are flowing with avalanches of abundance. All of our goals, needs, and desires are met instantaneously for we are one with the universe and the universe is generous. We are healthy, wealthy, and wise for 100 plus years. We are healthy, wealthy, and wise for 100 plus years. We are healthy, wealthy, and wise for 100 plus years. We are healthy, wealthy, and wise for 100 plus years. We are healthy, wealthy, and wise for 100 plus years. And so every morning I run through that series and it programs me through affirming the words, because I believe words create worlds. It programs, it connects me to something that makes me feel opportunistic, proud, and confident that things are working for me versus against me. So affirmations, uh, visualization, visualizing what you want, whether it's a dream board, which I have a dream board over here uh, to my right, visualizing, not just through your dream board, but visualizing through pictures that you might draw, visualizing through just images that you see in your mind. And these visualizations, they can become even more powerful when you do goal setting and you set goals and you kind of mat, you you set goals because then your visualizations then connect to the goals that you've decided are which is another ritual is goal setting and then the last one i'll share is silence meditation there's so many different forms of meditation and i really i i at one point in time back in 2014 got into a a conversation where the conversation was around which meditation is better which but I think that is the meditation, is that meditation and, and silence and mindfulness is about not comparing. And that's so hard to do. But one of the, the things that I found it to be so helpful with is I've been formally trained in transcendental meditation. Very closely to that experience, I became very aware of a unified mindfulness practice. And then I dated a woman for three years that was a major Vipassana meditator. And these meditation practices conflict with one another in one way, shape, or form, making it hard. Uh, and then there's, of course, online apps like Headspace and Calm and Insight Timer. Whatever works for you, do it. Like whatever feels right for you in whatever moment that just helps you to be more present and feel more calm, whether it's the same meditation every day or you're choosing from a menu, there's no right or wrong way. And so my good friend Hal Elrod wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. And in the book, The Miracle Morning, he shares how to have a miracle morning, which leads to a miracle day. And if you do this miracle morning over and over again, and what is it? It's silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling. And that's been my ritual, that miracle morning for six, seven, eight, nine years. I've gone up and down with it. Currently, the last 18 months, my miracle morning has been roughly two hours long every day. And I spend two hours at the beginning of every day giving to myself. Now, I don't have kids. If you have kids, it's going to be different for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so those rituals, which is really meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, learning, and then journaling is, is a powerful set, even if you just choose one, that provides its own sense of structure that allows for more space in the moments in time to truly be the creator of your destiny versus the reactor to the present. I wish we had seven more hours. We could do a master class. What I, here's what I'm going to say right now. First of all, when he says my good friend, Hal Elrod, like that's no joke. That's not like some, my good friend, blah, blah. No, they're, you know, listen, 
Brother James is the soundtrack to Hell Elrod. Do you know what I mean? Like I <laughs> watched the, the I watched the Facebook post. I'm like, oh, there he is again, right? Okay. Exercise, affirmations, goal setting, silence, meditation. I my number two I wrote down and I can't read my own writing. Uh, number two would have been Exercise. learn some learning. Learn something new. Learner. Learner. Yeah. Oh my gosh, right? Learn okay. something new. And yeah. if you're looking for how that fits into the savers, it's really the reading. Because mm-hmm. one of the fastest ways to learn something new these days is to read or to watch, whether it's a book, Audible, or watching and learning something on YouTube. Like if you were to see my tech, I don't think anyone's going to be able to see all this. But yeah, look all at this, this tech, tech oh, look. all this tech, mm-hmm. Yep. I knew how to do none of it. But <laughs> YouTube, YouTube people taught me. Exactly. Right? So like having a learner's mindset also allows you to adapt to change in a Mm-hmm. That is very effective in a world that is changing quickly. Yeah. So here's what I'd love to do if I can, because I know where we are on time. I would love to invite you to leave us with a song. Because, okay. you know, I have a playlist and I'm always asking for a song that will either uplift or be a great reflection song. And my my spidey sense says songwriter's choice for what we've talked about because listen, I have your soundtracks. They are how I start my morning. I called you when I had some grief going on and I specifically told you about Warrior and what it, what it meant to me when I was grieving. Um, gratitude is a part of our daily practice and animal. And it, listen, I could go on and on. I, you know, I'm not the groupie, but I'm a big fan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what I'd love to do if we could with the time that we have left with everything we've said is actually invite the audience to take a moment to reflect, right? Jot down what's one thing that stands out for them what one small action can you take based on what we've said today? And why would that matter? What would the positive impact be for you to do one thing you came up with, right? And who do you need to lean into or talk to? Um, who do you need to share this message with? And um, I know that they can find you at exchangeapproach.com and they can also find you at Brother James Music, right? I mean, I find you everywhere. Yeah, they can find me at brotherjames.com, mm-hmm. exchangeapproach.com. That's X-C-H-A-N-G-E approach.com mm-hmm. uh, or brotherjames.com. And I'm going to loop a song so that if they're journaling during this, they're going to get like a four and a half minute loop song called Love. Oh, I love it. All right. Thank you so much. This is me beatboxing on a new microphone. Demonstrate love, 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 love. 
Of love is gonna show us the way. Oh, we'll be like a body glove, give away a big hug. It's time to demonstrate. Love, love, love. So much love between you and me. Love, love, love. Love remembers a little thing. La, 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 la. Love is a puzzle piece that I need. fun that was so beautiful i'm so grateful for that song because everybody needs love right and Mm. love belongs at work love for yourself love love for your colleagues love for your customers love has a place at work and i'm just what a great journaling song for the end of this podcast Mm. what a gift you've given us today i do not know how to thank you except to just say thank you and let you know that your words matter and you are creating a ripple effect and it's such an honor to have you here today to share your message with this audience and, you know, how blessed I feel to know you. It's, it's truly an honor having you here today. Lisa, thank you so much for having me. It was truly a, a healing experience for me. And I say that with, with such a level of certainty that I needed to, to share some of these stories because I, fe- I feel like I've become so singularly focused in my life around really expanding the ability for groups to come together that there are times that I forget my own story. And what you've reminded me today is how important it is to tap into our own stories and look for the best of what was and what is and what could be and how we're, how we're creating what we're creating. And it's so easy to forget that. So thank you for the opportunity to share. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm sending you love. I'm you know, seriously, you're very welcome. And it's an honor. So here's the double dog dare for the listener. All right, Go journal dog. on what does love mean at work? What does mm-hmm. love mean at home? Right? What question are you asking yourself that you might simply reframe? What could you do today to give yourself the slightest pause so that you can notice and choose? And I don't know, Brother James, do you have any other double dog dares you want to add? Double dog dares. Mm-hmm. Write five things that you're grateful for Ooh. seven days in a row. I love it. Okay. That's almost a triple dog dare. Five things that you're grateful for. And if you're struggling with that, perhaps you might watch the video on YouTube that's called Grateful by Brother James. It might help you. Yeah. Right? Beautiful. This has been awesome. This is great. Thank you for your time. And make it a great day, everyone. Take good care. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Control-Alt-Delete with Lisa Dury. Head on over to wherever you find your other favorite podcasts and subscribe to Control-Alt-Delete with Lisa Dury. Leave a review with some of that five-star love. And let's keep it real. There's a reason why you're listening to this. If you don't get the support you need and start making changes in your life and work as a leader in tech, you can expect regret and burnout in the near future. Lisa and the team at RLD Group have been in your shoes, sat in those meetings, and experienced everything you can imagine as a leader in tech. They can help you get kick-ass results at work without burning out, so you can be present for the moments that matter to you and your loved ones. Take your first step by visiting rldgroupllc.com. RLD Group helps develop technical experts lacking people leadership skills from being a company's biggest liability into their greatest asset. Find out more at rldgroupllc.com. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next time on Control-Alt-Delete with Lisa Dury, powered by RLD Group, as we help you reboot your leadership drive.